0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome to another episode of Tell Me More. I'm your host, Carly Chung, and today I'm going to be interviewing Michaela Fazzullo. She's an upcoming producer in Toronto and she's going to be telling us about her whole journey, her experiences, um, advice, tips and tricks, you know how it goes. So if you're interested in that, keep watching for more. So we have Michaela here and she's going to tell us a little bit about her career. Do you want to do like a quick intro? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have
1: been freelance film producing for about, oh my God, like two years now, which has been insane. I live in downtown Toronto. I moved here uh, when I started going to Ryerson for media production, which was an amazing program. It's like, it just, I'll get into it a little bit later, but basically I, I uh, pay my rent by producing music videos. So music videos for Toronto artists, such as like Jesse Reyes was the last job I did before all this COVID happened. Um, We did some stuff for 88 Glam, um, Alessia Cara. And I mean, there's so many, I'm just naming like the biggest, you know, the most exciting ones that people can relate to. But um, so yeah, being a producer, basically it's you're managing the creative and you manage the budget and you manage the client and you're basically, one of the people that looks down upon the whole project and make sure that everything happens. So the way I got into that was just, I started interning at a production company called Mad Ruck. I've always been really interested in like short form content, whether it was commercials or music videos or short films. And Mad was this production company that did music videos, got into there without even knowing what a producer did, didn't even know like what it was. And then when I saw that it was like the perfect combination of business and creative, and like logistics, it was like, it just seemed like the perfect fit for me. So I started just doing whatever I could to learn more about that role. And then eventually I started being that role. And like, there's so many details to go into, but I'm sure we'll, I'll answer them along the way. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. So um, why did you decide to go into producing? Cause I know there's so many other roles as well in terms of like the production side of like these music videos or film films and stuff like that. So what made you love producing so much?
1: So when I went to media production, I went into it because I wanted to be an editor because like, you know, what I like about media is that there's so many roles. There's editing, there's coloring, there's filming, like the cinematographer who has, and then under those roles, there's a bunch of other roles. Like, it's so crazy how diverse the industry is. And so when I was in school for editing, like, I went into this internship because I just wanted to know more about the different roles, you know, on set, off of set. So when I did the, when I did the internship, you know, basically at a production company, you have the executive producers there and the directors and production managers and whatnot. And that's when, you know, a client will email and say, Hey, like, this is a music video that I want to make happen. Here's a treatment. Here's a song. Like, let me know how, like, this is how much money we have. And it's the producer's job to be like, okay, can I make it happen for this much money? Do I need more? Why do I need more? And, you know, who, who am I going to bring together to make it happen and and so forth. So it was kind of just like, the reason I liked it was I've always, I've always said this, like, I've never been one to have my own great ideas, Mm -hmm. but I've always been one to be really passionate about other people's and wanting to make them happen. So like, A big thing for me right now that I started to realize I really like connecting with directors and cinematographers because those are the people who, like, have those very raw and original ideas and then I'm just the one to be, like, excited about it and be like, okay, I'm going to make that happen logistically, you know, and that's not to say that, like, I'm not a creative person. I think you need to be creative to be a producer but in a more business way that maybe the right. director cinematographer can't. So it's just like it's that logistic role that
0: creates this perfect balance in this creative setting. Mm-hmm. And going back to your internship, like how did you apply for that? Was that through school or was that on your own or what did you need to apply for that? Did you need like a portfolio or anything? Or
1: So um, I remember Ryerson was really good at letting us know what internships were available. Um, and But even regardless of that, like I was always looking for internship opportunities, which is a really important thing. I think everybody should always do that because that's literally like the best way to learn about what the job is actually like outside of school. So uh, Ryerson let me know that this Madrick was looking for interns. I emailed them. I came in for an interview and I just had like a resume and some of the work that I did. So at the time I was working at a newspaper at Ryerson and I made YouTube videos for the YouTube channel, which are repulsive like there's so um, they're so funny going like that's it's so humbling cuz it's like damn like that's where i started off like i would pop up out of the screen i'd be like hey guys so like today i'm going to show you the best places to eat on campus and like that was about two and a half years ago not even so it's crazy like it's crazy seeing that that brought me to the internship which brought me to somewhere else like it's right it was just i think this is the thing that they said um so everyone at Madrick now, I'm really close friends with, and they said that what they usually see when they do interviews, they see someone's drive. And it's like, if they see that someone has a drive and it seems genuine, that's what they're attracted to, you know, rather than someone who is kind of just like either picky or just doesn't seem like the passion's really there. So I was, I was
0: really passionate about getting an internship, so I think that's why I got it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And what was your first job, I guess, as a producer? Oh, my God. Okay, so
1: a lot of people ask me this, and they ask me, like, how did you start producing? And I really like this question because um, you can't wait for somebody to give you the opportunity. Right? Like, you can't wait for somebody to, you know, hire you for a makeup gig or hire you to edit this video for them. Like, you need to make that role for yourself so my brother luckily was a director and a writer he went to Sheridan for film school and he and me used to live together and he wrote a script and i said i want to produce it and this was i hadn't produced anything before and i was still very like i don't really know how to do it but i'm gonna try Mm -hmm. so in ten thousand dollars of like our own money and which is like a decent amount for a short film and we made the short film and like i Learned so much as a producer, like so much more than I would have known now. Oh my god, and and then that's I was able to say like, you know, someone asked, "Are you a producer?" I was like, yeah, I produced a short film. You know, so it's like, you're you're not that role until you make that role for yourself. So that's literally how I got my first gig. But I mean, that wasn't really even a gig. That was more of a passion project. So after I did that my first real gig that I was like super passionate about was a job for Alessia Cara. And okay, this is a good story. So this, okay. So when I was (laughs) interning at Maderek, uh, one of the jobs, sorry, all these memories coming back to me. One of of the responsibilities of an intern um, was you had to outreach to managers of artists. So there was this database that we had and it had all the emails of, you know, every artist you can think of the manager's email was there. So we would email the manager. If it has been a long time, we'd be like, Hey, like, how are you doing? I want us to know if you have any songs that need a music video. Here are some of the directors we have, you know, or just like a little follow up and whatnot. So one, Oh my God, we emailed so many people every day and we got a lot of responses back, Yeah, but none of them ever really went through. Obviously like, you know, you can't get lucky all the time. The one artist that I got in my internship, and I was so happy. It was this one. It was with Khalifa. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> know. So I was like, oh. like out of all of them, it was this, this well-known guy. So he, uh, his manager said, yep, like, here's our budget. Let's look at a treatment. And so a treatment is basically like the, it's like a storyboard or like uh, almost like a poster, digital poster that shows you this is what I want the music video to be. Mm-hmm. This director did the treatment. It got accepted. we, did the video. And so I didn't produce it, obviously, because I still had no experience, but I production managed it, which is basically like this producer. Oh, no, I production coordinator. So producer, production manager, production coordinator. The production manager on the job was 24. And after the job, I went up to him and that was crazy to me. I was like, oh my God, like, how did you start production managing? Like, I want to do that. And he was in school still. And then he was like, that's good. He's like, well, we should meet for coffee and I can tell you all about it. So I I texted him three times like once every week and I was like hey I would love to go for coffee and it wasn't until the third time and he was like okay good I wanted to see if you would text me back one more time to see if you really wanted it you're a douchebag but like he's honestly he's one of my really good friends now and like it was just honestly I really appreciated that test and um so he would start passing jobs on to me that he didn't take anymore because he wants to be a director. Mm-hmm. So any any producing job or production managing job that he would get, he'd pass on to me. I was his go-to production manager. So we did Alessia Cara together. We did, what else did we do? Oh my God, like, oh, we did a roots job together. We did two roots jobs together. And yeah, so now he's, every job he doesn't want to take, he gives to me. And then it was honestly, he started the career for me and then but here's the thing that I learned, because I was depending on him to like pay the rent. You know, I was depending on mm-hmm. him to jobs, and then suddenly he stopped hiring me, and I was like, I was really upset. I was like, well, did I do something wrong? And he's like, no. He's like, you didn't do anything wrong, but you just need to move on now. He's like, now you need to produce and like by yourself, and you need to find your own connections. So I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. Sorry if I'm tearing. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like it was, it was heartbreaking, but like it was a really good lesson to like not depend on anybody for your own success. So I really like, he taught me a lot of lessons in my career. Um, but then after that, it was just like, the, this This is such a word of mouth industry and that's kind of how it is still going, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. definitely. Um, no, that's amazing. Like, especially being persistent and motivated is so important, I think in any industry, but like, especially this one as well, right? Um, another question. What would you say is like the highlight job of your career like so far like which one is your favorite like which one stands out the most you're like oh my gosh
1: oh my god okay um okay that's that's a good question i have okay so i have um my roommate is actually a part of this boy band called uptown boy band they're like a anti-k-pop group and they have been signed to sony for like i don't know six months I don't know, he can't hear me, but like <laughs> or something like that. Um, so one Pino you know, was perfect. He was an artist. I was my best friend's a director, and so she signed to Madruck, so we interned together there too. She's my age. Um, and it was just like the perfect, perfect dynamic to make a really cool video. And like, you know, videos cost a lot of money, especially if you want them to be good, but if you know how to pull a couple strings, you can pull a lot of favors. So that was probably my favorite job. It's out now. And then we have another one coming out in a week. So it's called Read My Mind for this band. That's the that's the song. And basically, like, the I won't get into the details of what the video is, but the reason I liked it is because, like, the everyone was so passionate about it. And that's why we work in this industry, because it's like you want to work with people who care, right? Right. It was so much passion. The set days we worked were the best set days I've ever worked in my life. And the product is dope. And we did it for like a small budget. So just like it was, it was my, it's my favorite job because it made me see like how far I've come kind of thing. I was like, damn, like I'm really proud of myself. But the, the read my mind video right now is my favorite just because of all the other little things that happened around it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds awesome, and I'm definitely going to watch that after this. <laughs> send it to you. Oh, my God. Yes, they yes, send it to me. Um, yeah. Another question. So how does it work with, like, securing a crew and stuff like that and organizing a shoot? Like, is that your responsibility, or how does that work? So
1: <clears throat> um, I'll kind of break it down. So, like, let's say, okay, you have a production company, and there's people at the production company who will get the client or who will connect with an ad agency, and they're the ones who just, like, basically connect the dots And then once all those dots are connected, where it's okay, this is the video we're making. This is the director you're gonna use. And then they say, okay, the production company is like, okay, this is the producer we're gonna hire. Then the producer and the director and the cinematographer, those are like the three roles that come together. And it's like, okay, what are we doing? What is the day going to look like? And can we make this happen? And how are we going to make this happen? Also, there's the production designer. So, so they give you a huge set. And like, it's like a huge flower back wall or like some fountains everywhere. Like that's also the production designer. Like it's crazy how many roles there are. But so in terms of the producer's responsibility, the producer's responsibility to hire the, to hire the crew or to make sure that the crew has been hired. Mm -hmm. It's the responsibility to make sure that like everything is almost like you're making sure that the, the set is, is in good condition for people to work at. So there's food, there's a washroom, you know, where the fire extinguishers, like all those little details, but like as a producer, that's why you hire a production manager to do the little things, you know, Mm -hmm. But the biggest job of a producer, is making sure that everybody else's job is getting done and to make sure that you're on budget. So for example, let's say um, the camera for some reason stops working. Mm-hmm. So it's the producer's responsibility to be like, okay, why isn't it working? Can we fix it now or do I need to get a new one? Okay, we need to get a new one. Okay, how long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? And then figuring out why that camera didn't work and if you can get like your money back or something like that. So. It's, I think the simplest way to put it is making sure that all of the pieces are there to make sure that the shoot day goes smoothly.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, like, how you mentioned before when you were creating, like, your own project, um, I think you said with your brother, right? Are there, like, any places that you can get, like, funding, or how do you secure funding for a shoot? So, there's a bunch of grants
1: in Toronto. Actually, right now, there's one called the MVP Grant from RBC. Basically, what, they, what you do is you submit a treatment, you submit a budget, and an artist and you submit it to the, to the people that are running the grant and they'll choose which ones they want and they'll give you $15,000. That's the main right now, but there are also just like so many you can find online, but to be completely honest, I'm not, I, I like, I don't uh, really do grants. Like I just haven't found my interest in like trying to get money. I prefer Mm -hmm. going to the client that already has the money. Right. 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 you know, just because, like, we need to eat, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there are those opportunities and situations where it's like, no, like, this is an artist who I really want to make this project happen. Let's find a grant to make it work. But a lot of the times, um, it's the artist manager or
0: director who will do the grant funding or the grant finding. I see, I see. Um, so <clears throat> another thing, so I saw on social media that I think you got, did you get interviewed by, like, the Toronto Star or something like that? Or... So I got a lot of love for that post, and I feel like kind of like a fake because it wasn't as cool as I think it looked.
1: Basically, my friend is a writer for The Star, and he reached out to a bunch of Toronto creatives. And I was like one of the 25 or 30 people he reached out to, and he's like, hey, let me know how COVID is affecting you right now. And give me a playlist that's literally what he said and that's what I did and then it was in the star so it, like wasn't <laughs> that exciting but it was definitely here's the thing because this is so word-of-mouth and social media has like been a great thing in my career having that and that look mm-hmm. um, was like oh like this person is is credit credible? credible
0: yeah so yeah that was that was good no that's definitely awesome like take a little bit of credit you know <laughs> I probably should, but you know like that that was awesome like not everybody is in the Toronto Star, so I thought that was really cool (laughs) Um, Okay, another question. Have you ever made a mistake like during the job? And if so like how did you overcome that? Like what did you do? So
1: I think It's important to note that like oh my god, you're especially with like film there's you're always not even just making mistakes but realizing that you could have done things better so I'm gonna bring up the situation that literally was like the biggest punch in the face I ever got it was my first like decent budget producing job I ever did by myself it was for this really talented artist and long story short um, the director it was under his production company he had his own production company and the PA, the production assistant, was driving a car that the production was using, scratched the car, and, you know, as a, as a, this, like, this happens, like, oh, you scratch the car, you got a dent, like, it happens, that's why we have insurance. The, the director didn't take responsibility for this, like, accident that happened, and you can never, you won't ask the PA to pay for it, because this is not their responsibility, they wouldn't go in a job where they're not covered, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, the director basically was like Michaela well you hired him so you have to pay for it this was $2000 worth of damage oh my gosh so you know i talked to a lot of people about it and i was like and i was i was like oh my god is this my fault like what do i do and so a lot of people were saying and i learned like no like this was the responsibility of this director who owned this production company like at the end of the day everything falls on the production company they should be taking responsibility for everything even if the producer makes a certain mistake There are a little like there's there's loopholes and stuff but like this was like just morally wrong and mm-hmm. so I'm bringing this up because it's like you're gonna you're just gonna I found myself in so many situations where you know I just my lack of knowledge put me in the shitty position but mm-hmm. You know, I just know that I had to go through that those things to like finally know now like where my place is. And now, the next time that happens, which it never will, it's just like I just know what to do now. So it's it was you know I had to pay the two thousand dollars, which sucked, which absolutely sucked. I went to lawyers, I went to like the union, it was insane. But because I was like really like that's the thing, especially when you're young, you're gonna have a lot of people telling you like well this I mean, they're gonna try and like step on you, and it will happen. Yeah, but it's really I was really fortunate to have people around me to be like, no, like, don't let this person step on you because they are right now. Mm-hmm. So I would like to have the support. But yeah, just being just, it's almost like you have a feeling in your gut when you know something feels off, you know? So Yeah, yeah. That, that sucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I can only imagine. That's crazy. Um, building off of that point, you mentioned like you're young and everything and also like you're a female, like what's it like to be female and young in this upcoming industry?
1: Um, so me and my good friend, her name is Angelica Millish, She's a director, and she is my age, 21. And she started interning at Madrick with me. So she is in film school at Ryerson. And so we kind of started really building our careers when she started getting jobs, and I started being hired for those jobs. So we were like, building as this female, young, dynamic duo together. And like, that was good, because that was interesting. It was like, she's from Russia, I'm from Toronto, we're both females, we're both young, like, it was just an interesting thing, duo, and we were, like, doing a good job, so I think people were automatically just attracted to that more, mm-hmm. like, it is, it's a fact that, like, men, white men get hired more in this industry on things like commercials, on movies, like, that's, that's well known, but when you especially are in, like, the smaller game with music videos and commercials and little things like that, like, this is where The minorities have this opportunity to really like show, show off, and show your skills. And so, being young and being a female has benefited. Honestly, just because I think it's like it's almost kind of unexpected in the sense of when you're doing a good job. I think the age thing is the most important thing. It's like, you know, I was I should be in third year right now. She's still in third year, going into her fourth year. Like, I think the age thing was a was a major factor. It's just like the fact that we are very young and have the and have the work under our belt. So the female thing, I think that has, here's the thing. It's like, even applying, applying for this MVP project, being a female, people want to hire minorities right now. So that's also just like a benefit that we're just lucky to be in. But I definitely wouldn't say that like, we are more successful because we're female or because we're young. I think we're successful because we are good at the job. That's for sure. sure. And I hope that like everyone can like take that into account. It's never who you are. It's like, if you're good at the job or not.
0: You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And okay, a little bit of a fun question. Like, what would you say your personality is like when you're on set and you're actually in the role and you're the, you're the one in charge? Like, do you think your personality changes at all? Or? Oh my god, girl. I'm a
1: boss-ass <laughs> bitch on set. It's so funny. So when I was like, when I first started, I was so... I didn't know, like I just didn't know what I could and couldn't say and like that's what I love now about like finally being in the role and being confident because it's like I know why I'm asking questions I know what I should be looking out for that you know when you're like doing something and you don't really know what you should be doing and you don't know if there's you know you just don't know anything but like I'm I'm happy now because now I'm like confident in the role and
0: it's just it feels so at home and that's amazing um, what is some advice that you would give to upcoming producers? It's really important to
1: find your community. Like When I, when I was living in Soville and going to high school in Markham, like, I, I found it hard to feel like I had a community that I could relate to. I didn't really know anyone else who was super interested in film or media the way I was. And it wasn't until I came to Toronto that I finally felt like, oh my god, like I'm home. Like It was, it was such a crazy feeling. So I think finding your community, whether that's like joining a club or just like, you know, joining an internship, just like put yourself in the environment where you're surrounded by people that you want to be with. You need to figure out how to do that. The second thing is, um, just like, so yeah, making the connections and then finding the opportunities that excite you and that you want to take. So, oh my God. So yeah, that, and then sorry, it's like exciting because like, I'm (laughs) still doing this now, you know, like. Um, reaching, it's like Instagram is such a good platform to see what people are doing and people's work. So reaching out to people, like, just like you did to me, it's like seeing people's work that you like and that you appreciate and just reaching out to them and being like, hey, like, I wanna know where your inspiration was from or like how you started doing this. Because like, even I have reached out, oh my God, I've reached out to a lot of people on Instagram who like have either gotten me jobs now or who I'm just like, I go to for creative consulting. So building relationships, especially through Instagram, is something I definitely underestimated. So if you can like see how social this network is, and the thing is, like, you're not gonna have the, at least I didn't have the confidence in the beginning. And I think that's, it's really important to be humble, because let that guy go. It's really important to be humble. Um, because there's so much you don't know. And like, oh, my God, there's so much I still don't know. And I'm just like, so excited to, to learn more and to become the best producer that I can be so yeah I think that passion and humbleness you know all the all these core characters are super important into just like doing something that you really like and yeah doing it for the right reasons
0: but, yeah yeah no that's amazing advice and so what are your plans and goals for the future so um
1: I am planning to get into commercials like Commercials is just like the place you want to be in terms of like sustaining a good career. And the reason I like like short form content so much is because it's like, it's so quick. It's like you do it for a month and then after that one, you're on to another commercial and then you're on to a music video. So that's why I guess I'm attracted more to short form than long form. I think long form is something I maybe want to do later. But short form right now, it's getting into commercials because the difference between commercials and music videos, music videos is definitely more relaxed. It's more creatively flexible commercials is where it's like there's a client who's paying a lot of money to to show you how good these Cheerios are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yes. just just it's it's almost like a higher standard of, of media that I'm just really curious to get good at. I think it's yeah so it's just um and also girl I want to move into a nicer apartment like <laughs> you know, just, just like almost challenging myself even more right. But
0: yeah. Yes. Okay well.
1: Oh yeah and I really want to move to I kinda move to a, London, England, because I really like the content that comes out of there, and I would love to like work somewhere
0: else. Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh, that would be such a big move, and that that sounds so awesome. Yeah, hopefully one day. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's basically all the questions I have for you. I just want to say thanks so much for doing this interview. Um, I love hearing your story. I think you have great advice, and I think you're such a hardworking and passionate person. And, and I think yeah thank you so much thank you oh my God, thank
1: you i'm so i was so flattered when you reached out so yeah let me know if you ever need anything <laughs> and hopefully we get to, hopefully we'll cross paths one day somehow
0: yeah definitely so that was my full interview with michaela Fazulo. what do you guys think because i thought that was amazing i loved hearing her story i think she is so self-made um she has that motivation that drive she's persistent she works hard Please let me know what you guys think though, and also please comment or send me messages of who you wanna see on the show, what careers you guys are interested in. Um, I love hearing feedback from you guys, so please, please, please let me know. So yeah, that's all from me today. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and stay tuned for another episode next week of Tell Me More.